Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Mark 11, verse 22. Are you there? Let's read. Jesus said, have faith in God. See, have faith in God. Put your trust in what you've heard. Have faith in God. Faith in God is a life you and I must learn to live. Have faith in God. Faith comes by hearing. Faith brings with it a supernatural substance. For that thing which does not exist, like Abraham said, he calls those things that be not as though they were. So you get a supernatural substance which comes from hearing the word of God. He said he calls those things that be not as though they were. This supernatural substance is for that thing which does not exist. Your fact might be you need a breakthrough in your finances. You need a job. You need something in your life. You need a physical change. You need a mental change. You need something to change the reality that you see. Faith is the substance of things Hoped for. Faith is a substance. You have to understand, faith is a substance. The hope is in that which we have heard, which is, which is the faith that God says this can change. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of the thing not seen. It is the evidence that the truth of, of God, it might be that hell and your whatever happened in life or whatever is going on in life might be one condition of life. But faith can change your condition just like it changed Abraham and Sarah's condition. It was impossible for them to have children. It was impossible for it in the natural to come to pass. They didn't even have medical science and doctors to do any of the kind of thing that they can do today. So they had no way to rely upon anything that man come up with or in the reason and the power of mankind or intellect. No, they put their faith in what God had said and that came to pass and even more so than that. Even Abraham had more children than Isaac. Glory to God. So we need to see this. You see, the word of God, because God said it when you heard it, meaning when you hear the word preached, when you hear the, the, the you see the revelation of the word of God coming to you, you hear uh, the doctrine uh, of what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Faith is coming to you. God's truth is coming to you. It, whose opinion are you going to believe? Are you going to believe God's word? Or are you going to believe some, somebody else who, who, who does not believe? An unbeliever in, in, in what God can do or can, has done. And what you see in the word of God. No, I want us to believe God. I guarantee you it's better. You see, the word of God that you hear will begin to reflect into your spirit as a mirror. And the things begin to change. The first thing that begins to change is you begin to change what you believe. And it will begin to challenge your reasoning. It will begin to challenge the negative, negativity in your mind. or It will challenge what you consider impossible. It will start uh, having that war within your members. 
And the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I'm just going to throw this in here. It just tells us, it says, that we present our body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is reasonable service, and be not conformed. Be not conformed to this world. You know, to be conformed to something means that something is, is grabbing a hold of you and trying to pressure you into a certain kind of image. But the Bible says that you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the word of God that comes in you, as you transform your mind, don't be conformed by doubt and unbelief that comes from around, from, from the world, uh, from other things and from other people uh, that, that say, no, you, you, that's impossible. It can't happen. But don't be conformed by the feeling or the reasoning that's around you. No, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because God's word can change your reality into the image that you see in the word of God and hear. So Jesus said, have faith in God. Mark 11, 22, have faith in God. So what does Jesus mean by this? What does Jesus mean by have faith in God? Well, let's look in Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Hope you're taking notes today. You want to download this podcast so you can hear all the word in here. I believe today this will bless your life. Psalm 78. Glory to God. We're going to move from faith to faith today. We're going to enter into a new level of glory and see the glory of God come on our life in a brand new way. Psalm 78, verse 19. So what does Jesus mean by this? I'm sorry, Psalm 78, verse 6. Psalm 78, verse 6. We see... Something here about a generation. It says so that the next generation, children yet to be born, might know about them. About what? About the things, the promises of God. About the things that God has done. About the goodness of God to us. In in his promises, what his word says, what he's done through Jesus Christ. That they will grow up and tell their descendants about them. Then they will place their confidence in God. They will not forget the works of God, and they will obey his commands. Verse 8, then they will not be like their ancestors who were stubborn and a rebellious generation, a generation that was not committed and faithful to God, They were whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Their heart was not set aright in them. What generation we're talking about here? You know, Jesus said, have faith in God, but there are people who hear the word of God, hear the promises of God, yet their heart is not right in them towards that truth, towards that reality. They're not committed and faithful to God. What keeps them from receiving will be what kept you from receiving. What will keep you from receiving? What kept them from receiving the promises will also keep us from receiving the promises. Look in verse 19. They insulted God. Verse 19, Psalm 78, verse 19. They insulted God. They spake against God. Is God really able to give us food in the wilderness? Can God furnish a table for us here in the wilderness? I want you to just think on that for a second. Can God actually change? Abraham, he considered not... The deadness of his own body, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God because God had given him a word. He saw this word, he he received it, and he believed that God was able to perform it. 
The Bible says the children of Israel also received a word of deliverance. They were delivered out of Egypt. They go into the wilderness. They're going to the promised land. And along the way and through the process, is God really able? Look in verse 20. Yes. The Bible says he struck a rock and water flowed out. Streams gushed forth. He smote the rock and that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? But can he also give us food? Will he provide for his people? Verse 21, the Lord heard this and he was furious. The Lord heard this and he was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob. This is against Israel. And anger also came up against Israel, the Bible says. Verse 22, because they did not have faith in God. Because they believed not God and trusted not in his salvation. Do you see that? Because they did not have faith in God and did not trust in his ability to do what he said he could do. Because they looked at the circumstance. They looked at the things around them. They reasoned in their own mind. They complained, the Bible says. You see, you have to understand, when your trust quits, your faith ends. Trust will give you experience, and experience will, come, will give you knowledge. It will come to knowledge. Trust will give you experience, and with experience will come knowledge. See, the Bible says through that knowledge we are to pass down to our children and our children's children, that they might also to teach their descendants after them the goodness of God and having the faith. That's why it's so important to share the blessing, the testimony of what God has done for you in Christ, but also the testimony of the word of God, the word of truth, the covenant that we have through the blood of Jesus Christ, that which God and the knowledge of God and his word towards us, because God will take that word and bring a revelation to you and your personal life, your personal health, the soundness of your mind, your ability uh, that God has called you to do and to fulfill the things that God has for you. You see, I think of David who was anointed to be king when he was a boy, but he did not sit on that throne for many years. But the process that David went through before he sat upon that throne would have stopped many people by unbelief. If you read and study that out, Saul stayed on the throne even after Samuel anointed David to be king. And for many years, Saul and the enemies of Israel fought against David. There are many things that happened to David and his family, what they went through, and the people that joined themselves to David. But David had a promise. David had a word from God. David was anointed, but yet he's still not set on that throne, even though he was anointed. To be king, he was not on the throne yet, but God had purposed and his plan was coming to pass. But what God did in David was that David learned to trust God and he got experience in trusting God and how that God brought him through. Then that experience and that trust and that faith became a knowledge. He was able to sit on the throne and rule and see that God's promise to him would come to pass. And today we're living according to that promise for Jesus is the king. He is the head and not the tail. And 
He came from the lineage of David. And David learned to put his trust in God. And even when he was on the throne, he had experience and knew that what God had promised, that he was also able to perform no matter what happened, even in his own household. When those tried to kill him and knock him off that throne, he said, but God had called me. God anointed me. And who can take me off of this but he? Not man. Not anything in this world, neither height nor depth. I like what Paul said. He said, nothing's going to separate you from the love of God. Jesus said it like this, not even the gates of hell can prevail against his church. But today as Christians, we walk around like we're defeated. We have no promise. That's because we're not embracing what God has said according to his word. We're not building that place of faith, meditating on the word of God. We're not putting a praise in our mouth. We're not standing up and glorying God, even in the face of the circumstances and the feelings. By, but listen, we're not called to be moved by what we see. We're called to walk by faith. Faith is not something that we just do whenever we feel like it. Faith is a lifestyle. It's a thing that we live and we walk by, that we take every step by faith and not by sight. Listen, there's going to be a lot of things that's going to come against what God has said, but who are you going to believe, Isaiah said? Whose report are you going to believe? God's report? Which opinion are you going to walk in between? Elijah said, if, if God is God, serve him. If this world is God and the things in this world, serve it. But let me tell you today, there is a God and Jesus reigns over all, and he is the head and not the tail. He made us that way because we're in him. He's given his name which is above every name that is named are we going to receive what God has done for us right now it's not just going to affect you today it's going to affect your eternity and the Bible says let me just say this it will affect the impossibilities that this world said can't change in you and for you oh yeah glory to God somebody I can see it right now I can sense it right now somebody just got a revelation from the Holy Ghost I believe right now if you'll receive that in your body healing is going to come speedily right now Something's about to change. If you need a breakthrough today, get a hold of it. See, oftentimes we get excited about the prom promises, but we don't like the process. We get excited about the promises, but we don't like the process. But the process is where you're building your trust and confidence in God, where you begin to learn to trust God and walk out this by faith. How do you do that? Well, you're going to have to not do what the children of Israel did. They complained and they grumbled. Why? Because they had unbelief. They were moved by what they felt in their body. They were moved by what they saw. They were, they were moved by, by how long it was going to take. They were moved by, by the circumstances that they had to go through. My, my, my. Jesus said, have faith in God. Do you believe God's work in Jesus Christ was done for you and has been done for you? This glorious work which we hear and we read, even prophesied in the Old Testament and confirmed in the New Testament to us, which is God's work of a Messiah, a Savior, a Son, and a King, which we hear, we read, and we believe, and we ask, and we receive. Well, there's a lot of great and precious promises inside of all of that. And there's a lot of things that God wants to fulfill and do in you and through you for his glory and for his kingdom. Let me just ask you this. Romans 8, 32. If we say we believe that what God has done, let's look at Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare 
his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Do you believe this? Psalms 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. Psalms 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Do you believe this? Hebrews 11, 6. Hebrews 11.6 And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God, whoever comes to God, must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Do you believe this? Look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, pour down for you a blessing, until there is no more need or there is no room that you can contain it all. Glory to God. Do you believe this? Ephesians 3.20, Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably, now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask or think, even imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could even ask or think. Now to him that is able to do, can he provide a table? Can he provide? Can he provide? Think about that, that question. Can he provide? Now to him is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could even ask or think. <laughs> Do you believe this? Psalms 3410. Psalms 3410. The young lions suffer for want and hunger. You know what that means? The young lions? That means the immature. The, those, who, those who are not yet proven. They're young. They're a lion. Glory to God. They're, 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 they're that. But, but listen, they yet have not developed. The young lion suffers one hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. You see, oftentimes, uh, as, as, as Christians, sometimes we can be immature. We're not walking by the word. We're walking by what we feel. We're walking by what we see. We're, we're, we're doing what Abraham and Sarah did. And we're like, well, you know what? God will bring it this way, so I'm just going to get off the path instead of go through the process. I'm glad David didn't get off the path and go out and take Saul out. No, he understood something that God had anointed him, Saul, and therefore he didn't take Saul out when he even had opportunity to take him out. No, he humbled himself 
And he, he honored God and he waited on the Lord for his way of doing it and for his provision. Yeah, he could have thought, well, you know, I'm going to cut this thing short in righteousness and just take my place, praise God. God called me, so therefore I'm just going to do it my way. No, it doesn't work that way. No, no, we, we have to understand that God has a process and God's going to lead you through that process. That's why we're called to acknowledge him in all of our ways and he will direct our steps. We're also called to, to speak, the Bible says, to the thing that's coming that is not the problem, uh, that is not the prom, promise, but it could be the problem. And we need to understand, we need to get a hold of this. Do you believe this? Psalms 24 1. Psalms 24 1, a psalm of, De- of David. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world. And they that dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Do you believe this? John 14, 13. John 14, 13. Whatever you ask in my name, this will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Do you believe this? 1 John 3. 22, 1 John 3, 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. You know, what does please God? What pleases God? 1 John 3, 22. What pleases God? The Bible says faith pleases God. It says without faith, it's impossible to please him. We read that a while ago, Hebrews. 11, 6, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder. That means he is able, he is who he says he is. No matter what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter what is standing against us, see, this is what faith is. Remember this again. Before grace, it is by faith. Do you believe this? Haggai, or Haggai. I've heard different people pronounce it different ways. Haggai, <laughs> how do you want to pronounce it? Chapter 2, verse 8. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine. <laughs> Praise God. See, you thought it was the world's. The Bible says the silver and gold is mine, declares the Lord. Do you believe this? Can he provide? Is he able? Do you believe this? Matthew 6, 32. For all these things do the nations seek. But your heavenly Father doeth know that you need all these things. Verse 33, but above all, seek or pursue his kingdom in righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. Do you believe this? You know, the children of Israel tempted God and provoked him to anger. Even said things along their journey, did God bring us out here to kill us? 
They blamed Moses, God's anointed leader, but because he would speak the word and he would talk about the promises and he would tell them the good things of God and where they were headed, and they would blame him and try to try to usurp authority and 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 him and Aaron and, and do all sorts of things, even try to make coups and, and take the, the children of Israel back to Egypt, saying it was better there. Better to be in the world than to serve God. See, the children of Israel tempted God, provoked him to anger. Even blamed God for all their problems. But their problems resulted from their unbelief. They grumbled and complained and not walked by faith, developing their trust. Because they did not live according to faith, according to the promises, the Bible says, given to them by God's word. See, when you receive the promises of God, you receive them into your heart. You mix it in because God said it. Therefore, it's truth. And if it's truth, then it will come to pass. God's going to, we know that God's able to bring it to pass. Just like Abraham believed God, who is the father of us all, in whom according to the seed that walks by faith, that receives it by faith, these promises are sure. It will come to pass. These things are sure to all the seed who walks by faith, the seed of faith. See, we build trust. And this trust that we build in God, as we develop our faith, we begin to build our trust in God, and we start taking those steps, giving God the glory, waiting on those promises, because they've already come to pass the moment that he said it. When we, that's when we received it, according to our prayer, according to that, that praise, according to the truth, even though we haven't seen it manifest yet. But see, when you have faith and you begin to trust God, that trust will give you experience. You'll experience it. And in knowledge, and God will come. Abraham, what did he do to see his faith flourish from that which he heard? First, we know that he did not consider some things. He didn't consider the impossibilities. He didn't complain to God about them. He did not consider they were greater than God's ability. Believe in your heart. You believe. Where in the heart? That what? God has said, God's word, that revelation, that which you see in the word of God will come to pass. You begin to glorify God. You know the highest form of prayer is praise. That's what Abraham do, did. When he prayed, he was praising. Oh, glory to God. I'm the father of many nations. You spoke it. I believe it. You're able to do it. You're going to watch over your word to perform it. Thank you, Lord God. I receive it. I believe it no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what I see. Hallelujah. He glorified God. Maybe he just began to dance. Maybe he began to dance around and just begin to praise God and say, glory to God, it's greater. It's greater. Nothing in hell can stop it. Nothing in this world can keep it from coming to pass because God is able to perform. He's able to provide. He's able to make a table in the wilderness. He's able to bring us into the promised land like Joshua and Caleb said. No matter what enemies they faced, even when they felt, the, they, even when they looked around, they could see that the giants were as many in the land, that there's great fortresses in the land. They could have said the same thing that the other people, spies, went into the land and said, oh, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. No. Quit telling me what you want me to do if you're not going to let me do it. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, during this time, he said, I am training you. I'm giving you the ability to walk this out so you don't quit when it gets tough. How did he do that? Well, he had me witnessing my faith to people. He had me serving in the house of God. He even had me start a business. He had me, uh, to develop, he had me developing my character. 
all types of things. He said to me, I'm putting my vision in you so that when the times will come, and they will come, that you won't quit. I said, glory to God, you're a lot smarter than I am. See, oftentimes we'll say, no, God, how come right now? I want it right now. But see, the answer's already come to you. That healing's come to you. That provision's come to you by the word that God's given to you. And it might be that God's given you something out here, and you're walking all of that out by faith, and it's going to come to pass if you'll receive it. You see, a Christian who stops exercising, personally exercising their faith, will become wearied, and all the problems will become many. And as a Christian, we learn to live by faith. It's our life. It's how you walk, and your walk speaks to everyone in every realm. I believe God oftentimes for many things, things like automobiles. I believe God for money. I believe God for things to bless my wife. I believe God for food. I believe God for houses in more than one country and on other continents. I believe God for health in my body and for healing in others and for things and for other, uh, and things for other people. And why am I saying that? Not saying I am something, no. I'm like all of you, learning to live by faith for the promises that pertain to this life. As we have read, these great and precious promises that pertain to this life and the life to come. There's great and precious promises, but we are called to live a life of faith, being good ground for faith. I believe in sowing. I believe what the Bible says. The promises are received by faith, and faith has action. And without action, faith is dead, the brother of Jesus wrote, James. It's not real in you. When you hear, but you don't act, the Bible says you can deceive yourself without actions of faith. You know, Luke 6.38 says give. The word there means to sow. Sow and you will reap. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you sow, with the same measure that you give out, it's going to be measured to you again. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said that. We heard it a while ago uh, when Pastor Jake was talking in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I like that scripture too, but there's so much of that. Understanding this is so important. I believe as the word has taught us. And as I sow this word in you, it will produce. I believe God watches over the word sown to perform it. You know, today, I believe God that right now, there are those today, there are souls to be saved, disciples to be made. And let me just tell you something, souls to be saved and disciples to be made aren't the same thing. They're not the same thing. Souls to be saved is one thing, but a disciple to be made is another. God wants us to make disciples. That means he wants to do exactly what we read in Psalm 78. He wants us to put faith, teach, develop other people in the knowledge of God from generation to generation. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, Go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages. 